and three, two, one. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about everything from women empowerment, feminism, and everything in between. You are joined by your host, Kenzie Meekbag. Thank you, ladies and gents, for tuning in for yet another week of The Peaceful Truth. I genuinely appreciate it. And tonight, or today, I'm recording it at nighttime, it is going to be wine o'clock because... Sorry, I had to take a sip. Because it is the Mondayest Tuesday ever. That's right. It is for me when I'm recording the Tuesday after Labor Day. And therefore, I deserve a glass of wine. That and I am going to whine about something tonight. Women's clothing and demand things become better. Um, so tonight, I'm going to be talking about pockets or the lack thereof and some damn high heels. So I first want to talk about the fashion industry in itself. I love fashion, love looking good. It's a great way to express yourself. However, according to a New York Times article in 2018, fashion, Fashion's Women Problem by Vanessa Friedman says fashion, an industry dominated by women's wear and female dollars with an image sold by women to women is still largely run by men right. The gender inequality at the top of the fashion pyramid is the subject of the study, which is called the Glass Runway, which came out last year. Um, and it is put on by the Council of Fashion Designers of America, Glamour, and McKinsey Company. Citing statistics like only 14% of major brands are run by a female executive. So if it gives you a little context why things are the way they are and why our clothing isn't functional and cute at the same time, there you go. So let's dive into pockets. If you have ever met a woman who has bought a new dress and come to the very pleasant, very relieving, and very lucky surprise of it having pockets, they will tell you. If you compliment a dress and it has pockets, the first thing out of her mouth is, thanks, it has pockets. We brag about it and we point it out. Not only that, but our work pants either have non-existent or unrealistically small pockets, or you have to like cut them to get to them, and it's just like nothing. It's like you can fit a quarter, and no one uses coins or anything like that in the U.S., so what the hell are you going to put in there? The other thing is work pants. Uh, I just talked about that. I meant workout pants, like yoga pants. We have the same similar tiny little pocket that can only fit a key. Um, so where the hell are the pockets? Women are 21st century human beings and we work and we have children and we have families and we're running about and we have pets and we run households and we run companies. We need some damn functional and spacious pockets. So I wanted to research why the hell we don't have pockets. Let's look at this article called How Stuff Works, um, or it's the company How Stuff Works. The article is The Ridiculous Reason Most Women's Clothes Don't Have Real Pockets by Melanie McManus, I believe. So here we go. Melanie says, centuries ago, all clothing was created sans pockets or without pockets. Men and women carried their belongings in small pouches and tied them around their waist. Great, a fanny pack. And then some hundred, 400 years ago, pockets were sewn into men's clothing, but the same feature was omitted from female gar garments. And then in the early 1800s, slimmer silhouettes came into style. 
So women could no longer wear pockets under clothes, but had to wear them over clothes and their pockets got much smaller. And this was a way where some people said it was to keep women powerless. If they had no way of secretly carrying items around, it'd be harder for them to travel independently. Beyond that, um, some experts say it's due to male dominance in the fashion industry, what we just talked about. So some designers also believe that fashion is more important than function. So the push for pocket equality didn't begin in the past 10 years, the past 20 years, the past 30 years, even the past 50 years. The push for pocket equality, which it still is not, I'm wearing a skirt with very po- tiny, tiny pockets, The push for pocket equality began in the late 1800s. The Rational Dress Society, sounds badass, founded in 1891, rallied women to dress for comfort and health by ditching constrictive corsets and donning comfy and useful clothes like trousers. And it featured pockets. But then in the 1920s, the fashion designer Coco Chanel began sewing them into their women's jackets. But it wasn't until the 1970s when women regularly wore pants and especially blue jeans and females moved one step closer to pocket parity. Anyway, back in 2014, like I was saying, this next quote that started with back and forth 2014 is going to explain why we need pockets that are big nowadays. So back in 2014, or at least functionable, a mashable surveyed five fashion brands regarding pocket size when the large iPhone 6 Plus debuted. Executives say they were considering enlarging the pockets on their women's pants, but made no promises three years later. Or now, this article is dated. Now, uh, five years later, nothing has changed. So that is the history of pockets to allegedly make people look slimmer and which I believe that that stereotype has hang true and because men are at the top of the fashion industry and uh, because fashion is more important than function which isn't necessarily always true and it was also to keep women powerless so that's why you don't have pockets ladies Ah, let's continue whining high heels Okay, so I rarely wear high heels. The best thing and closest thing I get is to a wedge. But when I brave it, I feel good. But then I feel like I'm confident taking on the world. But then as soon as I walk a few steps, I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell was I thinking? So let's start with why women in particular are the ones burdened with high heels. I got some of this information from a Quartzy article by Olivia Goodhill, and it's entitled... It's Enlightenment's philosophy's fault that women wear high heels instead of men. So, Olivia writes that Elizabeth Semmel Hack, a senior curator at the Beta Shoe Museum in Toronto, Canada, uncovered the history of the high heel. She traced the heel back to the 10th century, back when Persian men, soldiers, wore them while riding on horseback. The heels helped them to stay in their stirrups sense. It was for function. Then, by the 17th century, aristocratic European men were also wearing heels and took the fashion as their own. And there was a fashion trend at the time for some women, those willing to take those risks and borrow from the male wardrobe that started wearing them as well. 
For a few years, both men and women wore high heels in Europe. But by the end of the 17th century, the Enlightenment came around. And what did the Enlightenment say? It said that men were rational and practical and distinctly male traits, while women were emotional, irrational, and distinct from men. And under this influence of Enlightenment thinking, gender, rather than class, became the main way of dividing society. And in particular, aristocratic men stopped wearing ornate clothing to signify class because they wanted to take a more monochrome look and match with that more rational, practical idea. So they went with flat shoes instead. And high heels were considered less practical and became associated with female traits from the Enlightenment, which was frivolity and irrationality. I also wanted to talk about DSW for a little bit. I like DSW. I like going there and I shop there. But I also heard a story from a coworker who said that she was looking for hiking boots in the women's section and found and was looking around for hiking boots, looking around, saw a bunch for men, couldn't see any for women and realized that they only had uh, more girly shoes or basic workout tennis shoes for women and at the DSW she went to, there were no hiking boots in the state of Washington, which has several hiking trails, but the men's section were full of them. So there you go. I guess women don't hike then. We gotta be frivolous in our heels and that's not practical to go up the side of a mountain in a pair of heels. Am I right, ladies? Um, so that is my rant on the wardrobe business in the fashion industry. I appreciate you listening to me whine. What am I looking forward to? I am not looking forward to the fact that I won't see sun for a long time once the summer is over here in Seattle, but I am looking forward to pumpkin season. That's right. I'm basic and I love fall and I cannot wait. I think it's always important for you to look forward to to something or think about what you're looking forward to every week so you can stay positive. I appreciate you tuning in for yet another episode of The Peaceful Truth. I'll see you next time. Bye.